Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. Last time on Roll Radio, our heroes made sure the rescued prisoners were safe and secure before heading back out to clear Firehammer Hold. No sooner had they started when the proverbial hornet's nest was kicked. A hornet's nest full of the remaining foul underdwarves that had infested the hold. DMs paused. Usurpers scoffed. Duogars fumbled. Nipples were mentioned. Again. With the help of one pretty uncoordinated Duogar archer, a drunken Elric usurper, and a cleric in overkill mode, the party easily vanquished the Duogar that remained in the barracks. But the hold was still not completely cleared, and the prisoners were still waiting for him to come back. The party regrouped for a short rest to recover from the battle, attune to some magic items, and do some team building that was badly needed. Before a nice song was sung, Ulrich was given some very good tips on how not to end up in a skin sack again. What were those mysterious apparatuses? Is Esmir really friends with someone whose uncle is Gandalf? Why didn't Jake say Pearl Jam when he was attuning to the Pearl? And will Esmir make Jake a nose ring with the Pearl of Power? Well, who knows? Let's find out in this episode of Scourge of the Sword Coast! So you guys have just defeated several more Duergar that were defending the upper section of Firehammer Hold here. They were in these uh, octagonal rooms, keeping an eye out for you guys through the arrow slits that are around the perimeter. Uh, But you guys came in from below and got the drop on them and quickly took them out. And uh, it seems as though you've cleared this area because all is quiet. And so you've decided to take a short rest here and uh, as you're resting and uh, uh, lecturing Elric about teamwork, <laughs> he sits down and he joins Jack at the table here and he uh, pulls out his uh, cask of Firehammer Ale and begins pouring himself another mug. Oh, hey, and I come over, <laughs> I come over and I grab it from his hand. I'm hey. like, another thing, hey. What? You don't get drunk while you're clearing a dungeon, you moron. And then I drink his beer. It's like, I, I, I don't know what's happening to me. I, I don't ever remember being, you know, a big drinker. But lately, I just have this burning desire to drink this ale. And I, I don't know where it's coming from. Well, it's probably the person who wants to get the hell out of, get you out of there. Hmm. Maybe, oh, maybe if you get drunk, he can tell us something. Here, have another beer. <laughs> and, you know, when you say that, Esmir, um, 
he, he stops and thinks about it for a second. And then he pushes away the ale. You know, he pushes away the mug and he's like, uh, you know what? I'm fine. I don't need any more ale. You're not fine, but that's okay. Hmm. Huh. It's almost like you, like you just made Elric realize something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like maybe he- it's Elric and his um, desire for carnal pleasures uh. or maybe um, his desire to get out, you know, to be free. Right. Mm. Right. If he gets him drunk enough. One thing about Elric, he loves his ale. I think he enjoyed mead. I think he was a mead guy, guys. He always ordered mead when we went to the bar. Oh, did he? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he did like the dwarven ale. Aye. He and I had a nice fresh mug when we were in the ruins of Harpshield <laughs> Castle. Yes, I remember. You know, well. to get the smell of the stinky cesspit out of our noses. <laughs> the pool room? The pool room, yes. <laughs> that was me. Dick had a really good time yeah, in the pool that was room. a was wonderful just, time. Just dying to get in there. Practically knocked me over to get in there. Mm. Mm. Shivers me timbers to think about it. And then uh, Jack gets up from the table and he says, uh, so should we uh, continue searching these rooms and make sure we got the last of these gray bastards? Yes. Let's go clear. On what I say, so I take my book, my new history book, and I put it away. Should we check the, the tunnel that Jake wrote, drew, ran down and then discovered it was a dead end? But it couldn't yeah. possibly be a dead end. There's obviously a secret door. Well, remember, uh, Jake found uh, stone wedges there yeah. blocking a secret door. Oh, that's right. right. So that is where it goes to that back room with the arrow slits. Mm. Right. So there's a, that secret door. There's a southern octagonal room and a northwest octagonal room uh, that you guys haven't been in yet. Right. Okay. Uh, let's go down. Let's go down southeast. Yeah. So now that we go back down here, I could... Um... Oh, wait a minute. So do I have to do something with the drift globe? Because obviously it's been out for a while. Yeah, you just say a command word to turn it on. On says me. <laughs> I believe glow. it was Daylightius. Glow for me, little orb. The drift globe lights up, and you can also have it float off the ground and follow you. Nice. Nice. All right, so you got light. What do you want to do now? I want to go down this hallway that I was at during the battle, and I want to try to open this, um, what I believe is a secret door. Okay, so Jake's heading back south. What are the rest of you doing? I'm going to follow Jake. I'm going to follow Esmeralda in case Jake needs muscle. Okay, and Elric and Jack are going to follow behind you guys, and you make your way to this short, thin hall where Jake found this uh, wedge secret door. And Jake, you can see that you can easily remove those wedges to free the door. Okay. And once the you know wedges are out, the door will open. Okay. Hey, Jake, make sure, use your perception, make sure it's not some sort of trap, because it's kind of weird. Ah, good idea. This is a dwarven place, too. They're tricksy. That's true. All right, can I do that? Sure. Um, so would it help to give myself guidance first? I think it would. Doesn't cost you nothing. I shall give myself guidance, and I will... Um, use my perception to see if there's any traps. 
16 plus 7 is a 20... Oh, 16 plus 7. Oh, plus the 4. Oh, I got a 4 for my guidance. Yeah. 27. Mm-hmm. All right, so with a 27, you don't find any traps. Uh, it looks like the door guard just wanted to, uh, you know, secure this secret door so it wouldn't be opened from the other side. Hmm. Okay. Hey, if we had gone up the rail cart line and arrived here, we would have been stuck. Let's open this door. Yes, sure. All right, so you open the secret door, and you see another door right next to you on the southern wall there. And to the north is a large room. And on the western wall, you see arrow slits from the room you were just in. And underneath them, you see four large metal-bound wooden crates. And in the northern wall, you see a tunnel with a rail track that terminates in this room here. And at the end of the rail track sits a mining cart hooked up to a chain that's connected to a large winch. Mmm. Hmm. Interesting. A way out. So there's another passageway that extends off of the room with the arrow slits in the north room where the rail cart is. There's a right door right next to you, right? Yes, there's a door right next to you to the south. Yeah, to the south, which is going to cut down somewhere, but... Um, probably attached to the southern room where the arrow slits is well, my guess. Well, I should check that one out first, because if it's just a dead end, then yeah. it'll be done. We want yep. to come back this way. All right, so now we're at this other door. I'm going to come in and go next to Jake. Okay. Come on, Jack. All right, Jack follows you in. Uh, so Cullen, Jake, and Esme are heading through the southern door there. What are you doing? All right. Cullen's going to head on into the room with the rest and search the room generally, moving in a clockwise manner for <laughs> secret doors. Obviously, the arrow slit wall is probably not got a secret door in it, but I will check all the walls. Okay, so you head into this room with the rail cart, and uh, the first thing you notice is that these uh, large crates along the western wall are filled with chunks of reddish rocks like the ones you saw laying around the mines down below. Mm. So I will roll perception. I believe that's the best thing for finding traps and doors, secret doors and what have you. So let's just click on that. Uh, oh, uh, almost so 70. 13. 13. You don't find any secret doors or anything out of place. You just see that um, this room was used to bring up the ore from the mines down below, right? They use this cart and this winch to uh, crank up the heavy carts. Oh, I see. Yeah, because if you remember, the rail track goes down into the mountain. So this is how they brought the ore up that uh, steep slope. So there isn't like a hole in the ceiling where the winch like would take it to a no. ground level or something. What you're saying is like, you use the winch to slowly draw the cart up all the way to the top of the dead of the correct terminus, as it were. Like you were saying. Yep. All right. Well, I'm just going to hang out here and watch everybody's back. Okay. So Jake and Esmir, you're at this southern door, and you both feel a warmth emanating from this door. Oh boy. Huh. And you open the door, and you both can immediately see the source of this warmth which is a 20-foot-tall vertical furnace that takes up the entire east wall. You can see a stairway in the southeast corner there that climbs up to the top of the furnace, 
And in the northeast corner, at floor level, you see a bellows system to, uh, you know, blow air into the furnace. Yeah. And uh, yeah. 30 feet up above, uh, at the top of the southern wall, you see a network of ducts that um, you surmise is some sort of venting system. And uh, then along the western wall, you see several crates and shelves, and above them is another set of arrow slits. Hmm. All right. Are there what's uh, uh, anything on the shelves? On the shelves, Books. you see some iron buckets and shovels, and inside the crates, you see red rocks. Okay. Well, I want to go into that room anyway and just uh, give it a go. Okay. I'm just uh, want to investigate the room. What do you think, uh, Esmir? What are these little slat like little air? Are these arrow slats right here? No, it's way up at the ceiling, so like 30 feet off the ground, right? And it looks like a venting system to bring in uh, fresh air from the outside, right? So they're like, you know, small air ducts, like, you know, and die hard. Okay. <laughs> Only smaller. Yippee-ki-yay. Not big enough for a, for a balding middle-aged man in a tank top. Yippee-ki-yay, mother flower. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where... <laughs> what it was going to end up being. Mother flower. <laughs> so what, these buckets? Says anything in these buckets? There's just a bunch of dirty shovels and dirty buckets. There's nothing in here. I'm getting cranky. There's no hidden stuff in here. What's this thing over here? That's like a staircase that leads up to the top of the furnace. Ooh. And is the furnace, is it burning? It's not, you know, like roaring hot, um, but it's definitely warm like it's been used recently. I'm gonna go up the steps and I'm gonna look in there because I'm just curious. You get a face full of soot. Or singed eyebrows. <laughs> okay, so you climb the stairs and from up here, you can see a, um, a little bit of smoke coming out from the top of the furnace and uh, you watch it get sucked up into these vents and you can also feel some fresh air coming in from uh, some of the other vents. And then you uh, you look down into the furnace and you see some uh, hot coals glowing down there at the bottom. Uh, but other than that, you don't see anything, you know, unusual or out of place. Okay. Well, I think we're good here. And then I walk to the doorway and I hear them talking and I interrupt and I say, look, I, I may not be the sharpest uh, knife in the kitchen drawer, dra- drawer, but I think someone else should look through this room because I don't think I had much luck and I think we should give it another try. There's nothing in these rooms, boy. Well, for secret doors and such. Okay, so I'm gonna go to I want to examine this winch. Okay. It's a cranky old winch. I want to get in the cart. Oh, Jesus. I get in the cart. Okay. Oh, boy. Hey! Short round, get out of there. Okay, so Esmir, roll an investigation check. And I rolled a 20, a dirty 20. Okay. I'm so happy you didn't roll a one. (laughs) (laughs) So Esmir, you you check out this winch and it has a a big metal crank that connects to several gears of various sizes. And um, one of the gears is connected to a large spool. And around this spool is wrapped a long chain 
that's attached to the cart that uh, Jake is standing in. And you also see a lever that's connected to one of the gears. And it looks like if you pull that lever, it will allow the spool to rotate freely so the cart can go down into the tunnel. Okay. How scary does it look down the tunnel? Uh, it's pretty dark down there. Jake wants a ride. <laughs> I do. Gravity is fun. Well, apparently I'm not getting my ride today, so I'm climbing out of this. Okay, so I'm going to hit the winch thing and let it go. Now, wait a minute! (laughs) No, then you'll have to crank it back up if you want to use it again. He wants a ride, so I hit it. I got my one one leg hanging out, and she hits the winch. Okay. And she hits the winch, and the chain becomes free, and the cart begins to roll down the track. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) <laughs> couldn't just look at the wall to see if there was a secret the, door. The whole thing I said about not breaking up the team, I did, that doesn't include any sort of winch ride thing. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Bye-bye. I raise my arms up in the air like I'm on a roller coaster. Whee! <laughs> so the cart uh, begins to move, and uh, the drift globe begins to follow you, and you quickly <laughs> okay. see that the track begins to slope downwards. Uh-oh. And you begin to uh, quickly pick up speed. And I yell out, Woohoo! <laughs> We're totally being irresponsible. <laughs> and before you know it, you are flying down this tunnel. Oh boy. Uh-oh. Oh boy! <laughs> you, and your drift globe is flying along beside you, right? And you soon see that up ahead, the tunnel opens up into a large room. And in the center of this room, you see a brick wall. A sudden It's not a brick wall. It looks like a wooden platform. <laughs> and you know that if you don't stop, you're going to slam right into it. Yeah! <laughs> and as you're flying towards it, uh, you suddenly notice that there's a lever outside the cart that's a handbrake. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put on a brake. As best yeah, as do, I can. it doesn't work. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as you realize uh, that that brake is busted, the tunnel suddenly opens up into this large room, and straight ahead you see the rail track end at this um, raised platform. Yep. And the cart slams into this platform. You are catapulted out of the cart, you fly through the air, and you crash down onto this platform. And you take 1d6 bludgeoning damage. Ouch! (laughs) That was worth it, though. Three. Okay, you take three points of damage. Three points of damage. And then I, I go to the tunnel, and I go to the tunnel, and I was trying to see if I could watch him go down. I'm like, don't get bludgeoned! As you're, as you're looking down the tunnel, uh, Jake is moving so fast that he quickly goes past your uh, dark vision, right? But the drift globe is following him. So you watch this, this ball of light get smaller and smaller as it goes further down, and then you hear a crash echo up the tunnel. You okay down there, buddy? I'll be okay. It cost me a little bit of uh, damage. So I climb, I climb up, I climb up on my feet, and I'm like holding my shoulder. I, I think it was well worth it. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
I want to. So I want to look around this room. Okay, hold on a sec. Let me put your token in that room. Jack, do you remember? Uh, there's this one thing I've been trying to teach the guys, Jack, and it's adventure, and it's not worth it if you can't have fun. I know. I'm sure Ulrich has no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> Jack says, "Well, it's not fun if you're dead." Well, it's. Well, that's the chance we always take. <laughs> you could always die adventuring. Uh, you could get hit by a, by a horse-drawn Wayne trying to cross the street. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, I'm glad Sir Istival wasn't here to see that cart ride. Oh, he would love... I've, I've been working on him. He's learning. He's uh, learning the way. <laughs> He's learning uh, the way of Esmir. Give her a chance. She'll have him in that cart. No time. <laughs> yeah. I always tell Sir Istival, this is the way. You gotta have a good time. <laughs> All right, so Jake, you're back down here on the lower map, and this is where you uh, ended up after your uh, your joyride. <laughs> and you can see here this platform in the middle of the room that you slammed into. Yeah. And you take a look at it, and you can see that this is uh, like a hoist, where they would uh, load up the carts and hook them up to the chain to be winched up to the upper section. Okay. Because um, from here, the tunnel gets very steep as it makes its way up to the surface, as you well know. <laughs> so this room is kind of like a uh, like a cart exchange station, right? Where they would uh, set up full carts to go up and send uh, empty carts to go back down. Okay. And uh, other than this platform, you see um, on the western wall some crates and shelves. Okay. Um, I would like to look, uh, so, at the shelves in the crates. Okay. The shelves contain grease, tools, nails, and uh, thin iron plates, stuff that you surmise they use to uh, maintain the carts and the rail track. And in the crates, you find several pickaxes and hammers. Hmm. Okay. Look for secret, look for secret rooms or doors. I don't know what you're doing down there, but you better be using your perception. I'm looking around at stuff. Yeah, but you always forget. And rubbing my shoulder. You mean like when I asked you to look around this room? We're currently here. <laughs> I, and I pull out my I pull out my ear horn and I stick it in my ear. What? Never mind. <laughs> so I guess I'm just gonna make my way back up there. Because it's probably faster for me did to walk than it is for these guys to hoist up did a Did you investigate? Jesus. I did investigate. Did you roll something? No. <laughs> oh, Jesus okay. Christ. Okay, so that's what I wanted. Uh, okay, that's fine. I will... Um, Go for secret rooms. Okay, donkey. <laughs> he doesn't get it. He doesn't get I, it. I... I, uh... <laughs> I, I mutter under my breath, I, I, I love that little friend of mine, but damn it, she gets If you me. find a secret door, I swear to God, I'm kick you in the shins. Okay. <laughs> so, so I'm going to roll perception and investigate the walls for any kind of secret stuff. 19. You don't find anything secret or out of place in here. There's nothing! It's a bunch of rock walls! 
Okay, are there any cool things down there, like souvenirs and whatnot? If you like a lump of dirt, I'll bring them up. Okay. Okay. Would you like a... Would you like a pickaxe? Yes, bring a pickaxe with you and we'll winch you back up. Can we winch him back up? Uh, the cart is pretty smashed up, so he'd have to hook up a new cart. Oh, then we'll kill him. Mm. Okay, so I throw the pickaxe over my shoulder and I start hoofing it. Okay. All right, so while Jake's making his way back up, are you guys doing anything up here while you wait? Um. Well, I took my chances at trying to find anything. Esmeralda, give it a good once-over. Your perception far surpasses my own. Okay, I could do a perception check for the secret doors. Damn it. Oh. Seven. Uh, yeah, you don't find any secret doors. Hey, Jack, help me investigate this room. <laughs> Use your perception and see if you can see any secret rooms, okay? Come on. All right, Jack looks around and he rolls a five and he's like, uh, I don't see any, but I think... Too much ale for you, bro. <laughs> I think... I think I may have a concussion from all the torture sessions. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Elric, why don't you give him a hand? Come on. What? Step out of it. It's just a minecart station. You're going to need treasure for your new uh, regime over uh, yeah, in Albion. Oh, that's a good point. I know. I'm full of good ideas. <laughs> all right, so he takes a look around, and he rolls a 19... Oh. See? Wow. He always did have good perception. And he doesn't find anything. Oh. Okay. I told you, it's just a minecart station. So as I'm making my way back up the track, do I see this passageway that goes off to the east? Halfway up the track? No, because that would be the wrong direction. You're going the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. He hit his head. He's all turned around. I see. You're going the wrong way. <laughs> How would he know where we're going? <laughs> All right, so can you put me at the top of the train tracks? Yeah, when you get there. <laughs> Takes a while. I just lean up against a wall, smoke my pipe. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you guys uh, hear some whistling coming from the tunnel. And you see light from the drift globe start to uh, light up the tunnel entrance. Yeah. And out comes Jake. And I come out of the I come out of the shadows, and I'm holding I'm like holding my uh, my shoulder, so I raise one arm, because the other one can't be raised, and I go woohoo! That was fantastic. <laughs> you gotta do that thing when you jam your shoulder back into the socket like yeah, guys no. do on TV. What's TV? <laughs> I mean, in the stories. Ah, uh, the traveling minstrel shows. Yeah. <laughs> where people dislocate their elbows and shoulders. And jam them back. And then jam, yes, then jam them back. It's very entertaining. <laughs> I'm only yeah. sad because the rail car is now smashed, so nobody else can experience that amount of fun. <laughs> and bludgeoning damage. It was worth a little bludgeoning. <laughs> It was well worth the three points, let me tell you. What I'm planning on doing one day when I settle down is I'm going to open up a place where there's tons of those things. <laughs> so you're going to 
put people into forced servitude mining for you. I will call it Jake's Adventureland. No, I won't have servitude. I will pay them handsomely with all of my wealth. I don't understand. The cart's for ore. You'll, there'll be rides for the kids and lots of pipe weed for the Maybe adults. I'll call it carts for the poor. Mm, we'll get little pickaxes for the poor wee pe- ones. Poor people ride free. Tiny shovels, you know. So it's not going to make any money is what you're saying. That's right, but you must be this high. <laughs> all right, so you guys are all back together. What do you want to do? Um, Let's visit the last remaining guard room. Yeah. Okay. I think there's going to be something creepy in there. Because mm. that's where AC saw the apparatus. Okay. Mm. So you guys head uh, back through the secret door and make your way to the uh, southern octagonal room. And it's set up just like all the others, except along um, the western wall, you see something different. You see a five-foot-tall apparatus set into the wall. Mm. Oh, it's the bellows apparatus for shooting the liquid fire trap. Yes, and above it, you see a small square window with a small um, geared crank next to it. And under that little window, you see a brass pipe go from the apparatus into the wall. Mm. What window? The fire trap window. Oh. Remember when we heard the squeaky, 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 yeah, squeaky? I see. I screw see it on the other noise. side in that dining room. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a cool weapon. Not cool, it's hot. That's true. I wouldn't think you'd be so enthusiastic having, you know... Been on the wrong end of several it. Several holes smoldered in your Haven't cloak. suffered the, the wrath of it. Well, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed by its ingenuity. It's fantastic. What a cool design. <laughs> I'll have to write this down. I'm going to examine it. Okay, roll an investigation check. I got a 24, 17 wow. plus 7. Nice. Okay, so you uh, investigate this strange apparatus. It has a lot of um, intricate parts, but you could see that the bellows system is connected to a canister, and the canister is connected to the brass pipe. And so you see that the, you know, the bellows are used to push the contents of the canister through the pipe. Mm-hmm. And you can see that the, the canister holds a sticky liquid that looks just like the alchemist fire you found in Nalifarn's room. Mm-hmm. And you remember that alchemist fire is a highly volatile substance that ignites when exposed to air. Ooh. Whoa. Don't open the lid. Okay. And with your high investigation roll, you also see a Um, a siphoning device attached to the canister, which can be used to extract the liquid into another container. And you see that um, the container is uh, is pretty much empty, but there's about four pints still inside it. Mm, Bombs. And are there empty containers laying around where they emptied them? Or did they recycle them? I got some old potion jars. You could use some old potion jars, sure. Okay, we're gonna extrapolate this stuff, guys. Extract. <laughs> extrapolate. <laughs> okay. I like more syllables in my words, okay? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right, so it's very volatile, right? So you're gonna need to roll a dexterity check for each pint. 
Ooh. Okay, okay, guys, this is very volatile. I'm going to step very back. very volatile. I'm going to step back, like back, back, like mm. way back from her. <laughs> Who's the most dexterous out of all of us? Not uh, me. I think it's Elric. I can't even stand on a rooftop. Hey, Elric. <laughs> <laughs> you want to extract this for me? <laughs> Elric, uh, Elric also takes a step back, and he's like, um... I think you're more dexterous than I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's possible that you might be. And I meant that to be sarcastic. Um, okay, everybody step back unless you want to die with me. Oh, I'm back. Okay. Everybody. Okay, I'm sweating. Oh, my God. This is worse than doing that stupid book. This could end badly. Okay. Um, I'm gonna put tie my hair. I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull my hair back away from my face a little bit so it doesn't get stuck in there. <laughs> AC, go get out of here, boy. Okay. I'm gonna do it. Ready? I'm gonna extrapolate this now. Okay. Yes, we're all safely over here in the hallway. <laughs> Fourteen. Ooh, I have an inspiration <laughs> point if I need it. You have an inspiration. <laughs> all right. So, so as you're siphoning from one container to the other. Uh, you suddenly notice that the uh, that the tube is starting to come loose, right? It's about to pop off. Oh, but you uh, you quickly react and you secure it just in the nick of time. Oh. <laughs> Guys, I think I peed in my pants a little bit, but I got it. That's wonderful. Do you have a change of skivvies? <laughs> no. I'm a one skivvy kind of gal now. I'm ins- I've been inspired. <laughs> I shake my head. So did I get it all? You got one pint, so there's three more pints in there. Oh, jeez. Try again. Uh, I already got two. We already got each of us has one already. Yeah, each of you has one already. Guys, do you think I should go again? It's like a game show. I don't know. Should I go for the million or should I just keep the 50, 100,000? I'll give you guidance. <laughs> go for it. Yes. Go for it. I'll give you I'll give you guidance. That, that, that roll was a fluke. It was too low. You roll much higher than that. Yeah, and I'm going to give you I'm going to give you guidance. Come over here, Jake. Give me some guidance, man. I'm coming. I'm coming. Hang on a second, but don't do anything until I run. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what's your guidance? Do not blow up. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Do not, what'd you say? Blow up. Blow up, do not blow up. Do not explode. (laughs) On! I run back to the other side of the room and hide under the bed. Okay. (laughs) I I hide underneath this barrier of kindling. (laughs) (laughs) Highly flammable bedding. Okay. Straw. In burlap. Here I go, guys. Don't blow up. Don't blow up. Don't. Blow and I start up. chanting like under my breath. Don't blow up. Don't blow up. Ooh, Ooh baby. Oh man. Fifteen plus four plus three. From guidance. All right, with a twenty-two, you easily extract another pint. Yes. Yay. That was wonderful. I'm on fire, guys. Much I mean, better. but I'm not on fire. <laughs> That's good. Okay, you know what? I'm calling it. That's it. I can't do it. Oh, come on. You've got guidance. Okay, why don't you try one? Because my dexterity is 14. Mine's only 16. I I got a bad feeling. Mm. I got a bad feeling. 
I'm, I'm, you know that song? You gotta know when to hold up. When to hold up. You gotta know when to walk away. Know when to run. I'm done. I can't do it again because if I roll, I'm gonna roll like a two. Mm. And I'm sitting here, right? So gambling is a fool's game. But (laughs) I have that itch, right? From I'm thinking back about um, playing threes (laughs) at the tavern. Yeah. And, uh, and I and I'm sitting here like like chewing my nails, right? I'm just watching. I'm looking at the jars. I'm looking at this thing, and I'm thinking that you know I might want to gamble. Jake, what if I help you? What did what? She she took a risk on our behalf. We could both team up. I could give you advantage. That's a good idea. How would you give me advantage? Because if we work together. Yeah, you can you can do that. Give can guy. I? You can yeah. Sure. If you guys work together, you can roll with advantage. Okay, cool. So that's what, all right. I'll hold the flask, you pump the thing. Okie doke. And what I'll do (laughs) is I will give you guidance. No, give yourself guidance, because you're rolling the dice. Oh, give me guidance. Guide yourself. I will give me guidance. I will guide myself. Jake, don't blow up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first, I'm going to go over here. Okay, so I'm gonna go back over here. Esmir, thank you for your service. I, I, I Esmir whispers to AC, I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm just picturing the rooftop so, with um, the shield, okay. I don't know. Cullen, where are you? I'm right here, standing right next to you. <laughs> oh, that's funny, I thought that was Esmir, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, she ran. All right, roll a dexterity check with advantage. Uh, dexterity with advantage, and I have my guidance on. Oh boy. And here goes nothing. Or something. Oh, oh yeah. No problem. Oh boy. 22. Nice, you connected everything nice and tight, and you easily extract another pint of alchemist fire. We got one flask left, just one. Just one. We can do it. Here you go. So I'll have, so um, we're gonna have uh, Cullen roll this one. Okay. And I will give you guidance. Okay. Can I just hand out guidance like this? Yeah. Or is there like time limits? No, cause we're not in combat and it just takes another action. Mm. All right, cool. So I'm just gonna drop some guidance on you, son. Bro. Okay, you've been guided. Oh boy, here goes nothing. So what kind of advice do you have for me, Jake? Cullen, I will give you this word. It is what I told my friend Esmia <laughs> and what I told myself. Don't blow up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here goes nothing. Oh! <laughs> it was almost a 17. It rolled to a 7. Oh, but what? But the guidance, the guidance. Well, with your dex and the guidance, it's a 12. A 12. So, Cullen, uh, as you're you're siphoning, you realize um, that the stopper has come loose. But before you can secure it, it pops off the flask and alchemist fire squirts out. Oh, no. Damn it. And as it sprays into the air, it ignites. (laughs) Oh, my God. Pop, drop, and roll. Kill ourselves here, guys. Drop and roll, drop and roll, drop and roll. So both you guys uh, roll a dexterity saving throw to see how much of this alchemist fire gets on you. 
Okay. All right, plus one save. Oh, eight. And I roll a, yeah, oh, 19. <laughs> I didn't deserve to blow up. <laughs> <laughs> and I did? <laughs> no, but I done nothing but help. Well, you're still going to take half damage. I told you guys. Nobody listens to Esme. So that's uh, 2d6 fire damage. And I rolled a seven. So Cullen, you take all seven. And Jake, you get singed for just three points. Okay. So, um, so and we have three flasks, right? Because that last one was failed. Yeah, that last one failed. Uh, but it's not over yet. Cullen is now on fire. Oh my God. Yeah, because the alchemist fire is stuck to him and continues to burn. So uh, Cullen, you need to roll a dexterity check uh, to try and put the flames out. I get, so that's, can I help him? Yeah, you can help him try and put it out. So is that with advantage? With advantage, yep. Okay. 20? No, oh, two! Oh, oh, what the hell? Freaking that fantasy looks like grounds. A 20. <laughs> that looked like a 20. Jesus. That totally looks like a 20. Oh, man. The other die was an eight. And with your bonus, that's just enough to put it out. Oh. So you don't take any more damage. Oh, man. Nice. You guys got lucky. <laughs> that was close, though. But thanks to Jake, uh, you guys quickly put the flames out. And uh, this fire trap is now empty. You managed to get uh, three out of the four pints and only got a little singed. Little? <laughs> that was fun. That was more than Jake's bludgeoning damage and not as fun. Not as fun as the roller coaster. Hey, I'll call it a roller coaster. Mm. <laughs> you can add this alchemist fire and call it a flaming fireball. <laughs> and then I, I'm, I'm over by Jake. I mean, I'm over by Jack. I'm like, are you taking notes, bro? <laughs> Don't write that part down. Take notes on what we do. Yes, actually, I have been taking notes. Uh, let's see here. Ride mining carts without checking the brakes. Cool, yeah. Mess yeah, with you got extremely it. volatile, flammable liquids. You got well, it. I got it all yeah. right here. Yep, and then we're going to stroll back into town, and we're going to look like total badasses in slow motion. And I promise I won't tell Sir Istival any of this. Oh, we're going to tell Oh, no, you can I... tell Sir Istival anything you'd like, because frankly, at the end of the day... We rescued you. <laughs> we are those guys. Yes, we are those guys. I got, Isti's like, me and Isti are like best friends he gives now. You, he gives you a surprised look. Isti? <laughs> yeah, bro. Isti's one of my besties. You know how gnomes <laughs> like excessively long names for, uh, for, th for themselves. Apparently, they like really short ones for everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this room is now empty. What do you guys want to do? To the final guard room. Go back. To the final guard room. To the final guard room. Okay. So you guys, um, you guys start heading back north, and as you pass the uh, the western guard room, <laughs> as you, <laughs> you notice uh, that it also contains one of those fire traps with the uh, canister of alchemist fire. Mm. No, I'm good. I'm good. We good? I think we're good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going. I'm not doing that again. The juice ain't worth the squeeze, man. <laughs> <laughs> the 
right, so you guys, uh, you guys continue north and head down the stairs that uh, Cullen took earlier and make your way to this final guard room here. And it's set up exactly like all the other octagonal guard rooms that you've seen, uh, with a fireplace, tables, stools, and bunk beds. And you see on the western wall there those familiar arrow slits. But there is one thing different in this guard room. Uh -oh. Next to the arrow slits, you see two levers sticking out of the floor. Uh -oh. And next to them, also coming out of the floor, are several chains that go up into the ceiling. Which pulls up a giant cage. Yeah. Well, technically, it's two port cutlets. Port cutlets. On either end. Port cutlets. Of a section of the path. Yes, you check them out, and they are indeed the controls for the trap in the hall that um, that Elric triggered. Now, I think they're broken, so, you know, there's that. Yep, when Cullen was enlarged, he lifted them up with his um, enhanced strength, and the trap is now uh, kind of jammed up in the ceiling. Gotcha. Well, I'm going to step. I'm going to step in a room just long enough to do a perception check and see if there's like any treasure or like anything hidden around here that could be of value. Okay. I think maybe dwarves put stuff under their pillows. I'm going to check under all the pillows on the beds. Only their teeth when they fall out, you know. I always put stuff under my pillow. Like, um, I put a dagger under there when I go to bed. Uh, 17. Did I find any loose coppers? <laughs> no, you don't find anything of value in this room or anything of value under the pillows. Mm. Okay. Huh. It looks like we have cleared out fire hammer hold. Well, this level. There are things as yet unseen in the lower level. There was the one thing by the by the railroad track. There's a hall that goes, I think that the tunnel goes up past the hostel into what would be sort of some kind of receiving chamber, main main entrance. We haven't been there. Yes, that's the only place that you guys haven't been uh, up here on this level. And like Cullen said, and you can uh, kind of see it here on the map, uh, that it's definitely the main entrance because it connects to those big stone doors you guys saw when you first arrived here. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Okay, well, if that's the way out, we should just save that section for last and then do the lower section first. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, let's go this other stairway that we haven't gone down. Oh, you've been down both of them. Oh, we have? Okay, so let's go down this way. It goes into the clinking room. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to grab all your tokens here. Wait, where's Jake? Um, I'm in the other stairwell. He went to the other stairwell. <laughs> He's doing his own thing. Jake's being Jake. I just want to select all you guys and move you together. Oh! All right, so you guys make your way down the long staircase, back down to the bowels of Firehammer Hold, and you uh, make your way through the forge section and end up back at that main hall. And to the west is the kitchen where the Jelkanites are holed up, and to the east is the rail tunnel and that hall that you haven't explored yet. It's the last part of the mostly undiscovered country. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming you guys want to go east to that hall? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so you head to the rail track and turn south. And pretty quickly, you come to a short hall that heads east. And at the end of this hall stands a smooth stone door. Smooth stone door. Yeah, it's like silky smooth. I run my hand across the surface. Ooh. I take two steps back. That's smooth. Let me see. Ooh, that is smooth. (laughs) And you also see uh, that carved uh, onto this smooth door is what looks like the silhouette of a mountain range with a taller mountain in the center. Hmm. I think this might be the a door and it to leads just to outside. Could be. And as you guys are uh, checking this out, uh, Jack comes up and he says, oh, that's the symbol of Dumathoin, the dwarven god of mining and buried wealth. Ooh. Oh, treasure. <laughs> and he's also the guardian of the dwarven dead. Oh, undead. Hmm. Mm. Pros and cons. Pros and cons. I want to check perception. I want to use perception to check for traps. Okay. Considering that this is something that would be trapped. Always investigate unusually smooth doors. (laughs) (laughs) Note to self. 18 plus 7 is a 25. Okay, so you check it out. And uh, the first thing you notice is the craftsmanship. Right? I mean, you've seen some amazing dwarven stonework here in Firehammer Hold, but this is on another level. Hmm. In fact, you don't even see any seams where this door would even open. Hmm. And you don't find any way of opening it either. No handles, no locks, no buttons or pressure plates, nothing. Oh. Hmm. And Jack, hey Jack, how do you open these crazy doors? I don't know. I didn't build it. Well, I mean, I've, I've never even lived in a dwarven hold. I'm one of those uh, surface dwarves. You're like a city dwarf. Yeah, I'm like a city dwarf. You're like a hipster. You're like a hipster dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, with your, uh, with your high perception role, um, you also notice something else. Ooh. You see in the, uh, in the carving of the mountain silhouette that there's an indent in the top of the mountain uh, about the size of a golf ball and shaped like a triangle. Huh. Did we come across anything triangular from... I don't know. Oh! Pull the bloke out, bro. Pull it out. Oh. Okay, I pull out the bloke. Well, this is much smaller than the bloke. And you did find something triangular on Nalifar. Was it one of the keys? No. No, it was just a triangle of something. Crystal. It was a... Yeah. It was a green gem. Yeah. And when you moved it, it looked like a cat's eye. Yeah, that was, I investigated that, so it should still be with me. Okay. I pull out the, the crystal, and I I look at it and see if there's an obvious way that it would fit, and then I put it in there. Okay, you pull out that green cat's eye gem, and you see that it's the same shape as the indent, and it's the, it's the tip of the mountain, right? Like it's like the triangular tip of a pyramid, uh. and it easily slips into the opening, And as soon as you place it in there, the door shudders and it begins to slide open. Nice. Mmm. I actually do that. Esmir does that sound. Esmir does that sound. Wait, don't you have some special wand of groovy noises? 
Yeah, but I don't do that when we're in dungeons. Oh. That's for in town, bro. Oh, that's an in town one. I'm not That would be obnoxious. Huh. <laughs> I just get it. <laughs> so the door slides open and warm light flickers out from the room on the other side. And you peer in and see that the light is emanating from two stone braziers that stand across from you on the eastern wall. And in between them, the wall is adorned with a 10-foot-tall crystal bas-relief. It's a carving of a dwarf holding a mattock, and it has eyes made of pale green gems that glow like cat's eyes in the flickering light. Across from it, four stone chairs line the western wall. A closed door stands in the center of the north wall, and in the southern wall, a beautiful stone archway opens up to a descending staircase. Mm. And then Jack comes up next to you guys and says, there he is, Dumathoin, the patron of shield dwarves and the dwarven deity of mining and underground exploration. Sometimes he was called the keeper of secrets under the mountain. And like I said before, protector of the dwarven dead. Mmm. Wow. Well, paint me impressed. I don't know. This is scary. So, um, I would like to go into that room and... I, I would like to, before you do that, Jake, I would like to everybody to note that dwarves are very well known for trapping rooms... And not, I would not want to desecrate any of their god's statues. FYI. So. Oh, uh, you're trying to say we shouldn't climb up there and try and pick out the eyes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think anybody had that thought. No, not okay. me. Just do, just check for But well, I mean, I had the thought. But the thought was, don't do that. Yeah. No desecrating and check for traps. All right. Let's up, it's up to us. Let's check for traps. We're in front, as it were. Uh, skills, perceptions. See if there's anything. Eighteen. Okay. You glance around the shrine and you don't see any traps. Okay. I'll Shall go we, Esmeralda? Okay. Come on, Jack. Yeah, and Jack. Uh, Jack comes in, and uh, his mouth is uh, is hanging open. Right. He seems pretty amazed by all this. I'm gonna examine the um, altar thing, this thing, up close. Okay. Wowee. I'll help her. I'm gonna look for bloke-shaped recesses in the Bach relief. <laughs> the Bach. Okay. Bach. Uh, so while they're examining the altar and the crystal Dumathoin, what are you doing, Jake? So I'm gonna um, take. I'm gonna hold up my drift globe in front of my face and take a peek down this stairwell and see how far it lights up. Okay. You look past the arch and you see that this staircase heads deep, deep down, way past the light of uh, the drift globe. Wow. Okay. And you feel like a, like a cool air emanating from down there and you get the feeling that this staircase goes down pretty deep. Oh boy. And Cullen and Esmir, you guys examine this altar and this uh, crystal carving and other than it being awe-inspiring and the feeling that this was uh, carved centuries ago, neither of you find anything hidden or secret or anything that would indicate that the uh, the bloke was a part of it. Uh, will we ever find out what this damn brick is for? 
And uh, Jack walks up to the altar and he's like, yeah, this whole bloke thing was a ridiculous fantasy. I should have never made this trip. Oh, don't say that. What are you talking about? We have freed the people of Jokin downstairs. I know, but but part of me feels I should have never made this journey in the first place. Well, maybe it was a bad decision, but the fact was, that's in the past now, boy. (laughs) Boy? Boy. He may be hundreds of years older than you. Pat him on the back with my one good arm. Perk up! We'll be out of here in no time. (laughs) So what's over here? What's this? That's a brazier with a flickering fire burning in it. Flickering. Flickering bowl of fire. Okay. I'm going to check this door. Is it locked? The one in the the northern side? It is not locked. Um, Well, I'm going to open it up and look in. Okay. You open the door, and you see a 20-foot-long hall that leads to another closed door. Mm. More doors. More doors. All right. All right, let's pick a way. Okay, well, I guess I go into the hall and check the door, but before I walk through the door, (laughs) I check for traps. Okay. Specifically the kind that smash you or pale you. That looks more of like a floor dropping out to spikes. 20. Nice. Okay. You look at the floor, the ceiling, the walls, and you don't see any traps. Okay, well, then I will walk into the hall and tr- and open the other door. Okay, so Cullen's making his way into that hall. What are the rest of you guys doing? I'm going to follow him. I'm going to have AC go to the stairwell and give us a warning if anything happens, and I'm going to follow the guys. Okay, so Cullen, you uh, make your way to the door, and it's also unlocked, and you open it, and you peer into a dark 30-foot square room and the walls in this room are all lined with slabs of fine marble. You also see that many of the slabs have fallen off the walls and lay cracked and broken on the floor. And where these slabs have fallen off, you see niches in the wall. And inside the niches, you see the stacked bones of the dead. You have found the Firehammer Hold Ossuary. Mmm. Ossuary. Wow. You see, the difference between an ossuary and a graveyard is that they remove the bones from the body and stack them up. Correct. Instead of having them as laying skeletons or something. Right. I don't like this room, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And when you say that, Jack comes up and looks in and he gasps. Oh, this is it. This is why I really came here to see if my ancestors came from the Delambir Vale. The the answer could be right here, carved into one of these marble slabs. Really? Hey, let's each investigate a side. Okay. Yeah, Jack, let's, let's check it out. Let's see if we can learn anything. And before you even finish saying that, Jack is inside the room and he's mm. going up to the slabs and he's brushing off the dust, blowing it off, uh, and he's looking at the names engraved on the marble. I'm going to do some perception, and other than what we was obvious, I'm looking for anything that might be less obvious, like a pattern to specific uh, chambers that may have been broken open, or, you know, maybe something inside those broken chambers, uh, or anything of that nature. 
16. Okay. And as you guys are looking around, helping check, find a possible ancestor, you see that um, he's pretty anxious and excited, right? Mm -hmm. And as he's uh, searching, he begins to tell you why he came here. And he told you some of this when you guys first met way back in episode two. Hmm. Uh, but he tells you um, that before being rescued by Sir Istival, he and his father, uh, Kalek Iron Fist, were slave gladiators. And his father fought with these uh, like spiked gauntlets. So for the longest time, Jack thought Iron Fist was just his uh, father's uh, fighting moniker, uh, mm. like his wrestling name, right? Mm -hmm. But before his father died, he learned that Iron Fist was actually the name of a dwarven clan, and that that clan hailed from somewhere here in the uh, Western heartlands. Uh... Hmm. Interesting. So when the Company of the Sunlit Sea uh, disbanded and he retired from adventuring, he decided that he would uh, look into his ancestry and try to learn more about the origins of the Iron Fist clan. And that's why the bloke was interesting to him, uh, because it was a relic of ancient dwarves from this region. Uh, so with that, and then learning that uh, there were dwarves still living here, here in uh, Firehammer Hold, he hoped that he could, um, you know, find some answers. And that's why he's so anxious, right? Because this could be his uh, last chance to discover something about his ancestors. Mm. Gotcha. Okay. And Cullen, with your perception roll, uh, you're over there looking at these marble slabs and burial niches, and you uh, brush the dust and cobwebs off one of the names carved into the marble, and it says Iron Fist. Oh. Ah. Jack, over here. I, I found something that says Iron Fist on it. And Jack runs over to you all excited. He's like, praise Dumathoin. Could it be? And then you all hear a voice emanate from inside this chamber. It's a deep, demonic voice, oh, and it says, You're not Nalifarn. Oh, oh, boy. <laughs> So we leave our heroes just having discovered some of the answers Jack was looking for, and also finding some demonic sounding bad guy that no one was looking for. Where in the nine hells is that voice coming from? Can you really just jam a dislocated shoulder back into place? Who is this bothered middle-aged man in a tank top? And what has he got to do with air ducts? And how smooth was that stone door? Well, who knows? Tune in next time to find out on Roll Radio! Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Roll Radio. All right, so the party's almost done with Firehammer Hold. Almost, almost. In this session, uh, they finally cleared the upper level. Uh, and for a bunch of empty rooms, uh, it was really a lot of fun. Of course, the mining cart ride was hilarious, and I knew someone was going to do that. I knew someone, either Esmir or Jake, were going to do that. So I was, I was kind of ready for that. Uh, but my favorite part was the fire traps and them trying to extract the liquid. And that was set up like that in the module. And I'm glad it was 
because uh, it's always nice for the players to interact with uh, dangerous things that aren't just bad guys. So it actually made these empty rooms uh, kind of interesting. And I also like that it wasn't just, you know, diffusing a trap, uh, but diffusing something that would give them a reward or, you know, like a useful item, which, you know, initiated them uh, to do it. Uh, so that was a, that was really cool. And they had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, and I hope you're having fun listening to this crazy adventure we're playing, which is Scourge of the Sword Coast by Wizards of the Coast. And please help us out with your uh, reviews and donations. And if you'd like to join us in this crazy quest and get uh, tons of outtakes and bonus content, become a Roll Radio patron. You can find a link at RollRadio.com. There you can also find links to Andrew Capone, who uh, composed and produced the Roll Radio theme, and to Sirenscape.com, where all the in-game music and sound effects come from. Check them out to see how you can bring your games to life. All right, thanks again for listening, everybody, and tune in next time as the players discover the owner of the voice in the ossuary.